Welcome to Marriage and Money, a conversational podcast about personal financial topics aimed at improving conversations about money in your marriage so you can reach your dreams together. This is a weekly discussion brought to you by a seemingly financially incompatible couple bonded by the legal contract of marriage. My name is David, your favorite saver, and I'm joined by the spender who I've been known to disagree with from time to time, Heather. What are you talking about? We do not disagree. I have to disagree with that statement. Yeah, you would. You would disagree. Actually, it's just like you. Let's just all agree that the best part of fighting is making up. Am I right? Oh, gosh. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) That's where we're going today, huh? (laughs) No, no. Today, today we're going to be talking about why couples argue about money. What are the top reasons that couples argue about money? The big mysteries of the universe. Ooh. Ooh. And so with, with this, I think we've hit on a few of these. Not to spoil this too much, but I think we've hit on a few of these in previous episodes. But don't hang up just yet. Don't turn off the podcast just yet. Because I think it's... It's nice to look at these in whole and, and try to find some themes in it. That's just my take. I agree. I think there's something to be learned by to, taking a note. I agree with you. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much for, for doing so. Um, yeah, so I, I, think, I think this is a, a good topic to come to today uh, because, because, one, it's, it's helpful to see themes. When we start to see what are those top things that, that we need to discuss, we start to identify those themes. Um, further, this is something that I think all couples argue with or argue about at some point in their marriage. Yeah, and if you and your spouse have never disagreed about money, we want to hear from you. So please uh, email us we or message us on Instagram. Have email you us on. at marriageandmoneypodcast, right? At gmail.com, is that right? <laughs> or marriage.com. <laughs> You've already forgotten our email address. On Instagram. We want to hear. We want to hear from you, amazing people, unicorns out there in the world. Yeah, tell us how to have that, that perfect marriage because apparently we clearly don't have it. So. Uh, I, I also think it's it's helpful to understand what the root causes are for these disagreements. Um, and oftentimes, I'm not saying that, that what we're talking about today is all-encompassing and that it's going to be necessarily the root cause for you for all of your arguments. But I think they're oftentimes they're, they're the common things that people run up against. And, and it's hard to get past why you're arguing unless you know what you're arguing about or what the, the true root cause of that argument is what's driving it yeah i mean i think it's good to really get to the heart of the issue what is really going on there you what, know what's happening what's right right, going right, on here, right here right here in your heart exactly i want to know that Aww. you know and at least we're going to be talking about this today not arguing at least that's the goal right? we'll see where this goes we're gonna try to have a conversation it, it depends on if you agree with me or not today <laughs> <laughs> no no so yeah, so if we're talking about um, the top reasons, so th- this was something I think, you know, we before this episode, we did a little bit of research to see not just from our experience and what are the top reasons we argue about money, but what are the top reasons that um, th- that we've seen in, in studies that have been done or um, different articles that have been written? What did they come up with? And um, th- there were a few big things. So I- I'd like to start just by talking about... Um, consulting or, or really communicating. You'll, you'll pro- this is going to be maybe one of those things you see throughout this is communicating. But um, people that don't consult with their partner on purchases tend to get in trouble. Yeah. And I like how you use the word consult. So again, this is not a permission thing. However, I would say in our case, let's be honest, it is permission. 
But I think the whole point your point of this is not talking about it ahead of time, having a conversation with your spouse, your team, you know, whether you've combined accounts or not, it's your your money together, so you should be talking about these things. I- um, I know there are couples where it's okay to come home with a brand new car and yeah, out like of the those blue, commercials you see at with Christmas time. On top. It's yeah. like, here I bought you this fancy car for Christmas. I and surprised everybody's you. Happy. I surprised you with a seventy thousand dollar car. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I'm so glad you did this. <laughs> Could you the... imagine if I did that to you? Oh my gosh, <sighs> that would not go over well in our relationship. Um, but yes, generally speaking, it's very good. It, to consult your partner before you make uh, big financial decisions or purchases like that. So the next one I want to hit is hiding money and secret accounts is often a top reason. So what I'm going to say here is, yeah, anything that has to do with secrets in your marriage, probably not a good idea. I would say the less secrets and things that you're hiding from your spouse, the better. Unless there are a few exceptions to that rule, like a surprise party, um, as long as it's inexpensive. Uh. What what about ice cream? Where does ice cream fall on the secrets? Well, I mean, I have been known to do that in the past. Um, Have a little secret ice cream snack um, and eat it in the garage in my car and throw it away in the garage. But... Um. <laughs> but 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 I think really the hiding when we're talking about secrets, I think it's real. We're talking about like secret debt, secret accounts, secret credit cards, um, large stashes of cash that are hidden away unknowingly. Um, Would you be mad if you found out I had a secret pile of money? If, I. Probably. Well, I'd be, I'd be happy. Actually, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm trying to figure out because part of me would be very happy that you actually Surprise. saved some money. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> so yeah, no, no, but I think you're, you're completely right. Like secrets in marriage don't, they don't go well together. They, not they, if you want to stay married. Yeah. Secrets is not the peanut butter to marriage is chocolate. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> I would say truth is. Truth and, and openness is. Uh, so yeah, people argue about that. Um, spending habits. Spending habits are another one. So everybody has their, their different things that they want to buy. Uh, and I think that that can generate some consternation. Yeah. I think, like you said, most people have different spending habits. So you just really need to understand what your habits are and how they compare to your spouse. In David's case, the habit is not to spend. Um, and and this can range, right? This can be as little as stopping for coffee every day or going out to lunch at work or, going, or it can be bigger, like going on regular shopping sprees. Um, I remember when I was single before, before I married David, um, and I worked in public accounting, so I was going around to different clients, and I didn't really have, like, an office that was my own. It was usually put in some dank back room where they were like, here, put the auditor there. Anyway, the point was, is, like, I didn't have, like, a cafeteria usually or something, and so we would normally go out to lunch every day, every day at work, and... Um, That's that expensive. Would, yeah, that would be the morning topic. We'd be like, all right, where are we going to lunch today, guys? And... 
Like literally, I probably ate out every day for lunch the first like few years of my working career. And so again, that's just, it was a spending and, habit. And those were like 20 or $25 lunches. No, too. they were Weren't not. they? Taco Bell was often frequented or Wendy's or okay. well. Chipotle away, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but it adds up. But the, the point, point is, is you can see David would not agree with that. So you just need to understand what your habits are, what your spouses are. Um, doesn't mean you need to stop that habit, but you just need to. Well, <laughs> this is where we get to that consult. It's We're not good. trying to solve things right now. We're just trying to <laughs> say what the reasons, as you can see, there, are, it is a big reason for fighting. <laughs> And Dave is probably going to throw a flag on the play on this one. But the next one I want to cover is saving habits, which is kind of the opposite of what we were just talking about. I'll throw a flag on it. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the deal. What if your habit is to not save? I feel like that would be a problem. That would definitely be a problem. Uh, not saving. I mean, that's a spending habit. Is that... Uh, I mean, yeah, you could you could say it's a savings habit. You could say, yeah, it's potato, potato, a negative. <laughs> is it a negative or a positive? Yeah. Depends and maybe, on your perspective. you know, maybe you put so much of your paycheck into savings right away every month. Something that David and I done and I do. I think it's something I've pretty much done my whole working career is like, you know, right off the top of the paycheck, it's like this amount, bam, goes right into savings. Now, you might argue about that amount. Is it $10 or $100 or, you know, how big that is? And again, that's where um, that's where the argument can come. Should that, you be saving 20% of your income or 60 you know? I think there's a clear answer on that one. <laughs> None of the above. <laughs> oh, and... Uh, the the other the other one I wanted to mention here um, it would be income disparity. So you may recall we did an episode on this, but but this this is a big thing for couples, uh, especially because oftentimes people will define themselves by their job and their accomplishments, and there could also be some power struggle there because the person that makes more will say, well, I. I have more say on where the money goes because I make the, the more money. And I, that's not how things have worked well in our marriage. Things don't work well in our marriage when we try to do that. So we, we've gone the other way of saying, no, we, we, we have equal says. And this one I think is kind of interesting because I'm guessing that a lot of people may not even realize that that's what the issue is. Going back to the intro of this episode and getting really to like, what is at the heart of it? Like, why are you really arguing? Like you may pick on your spouse about something or, you know, get mad at them for spending something or they might get mad at you for spending something. And at the end of it, you may, as you dig in, you understand why did we get in that fight? It might come down to this because this is probably something that you may not even consciously be aware of that you have an issue with or that your spouse has an issue with. I think this one's a little, a little bit more covert. You have to really do that whole, you know, CI tool. Why, 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 why to get to the true heart of this uh, might be an issue. And it could be an issue on either side. So it, it could be, I make more money. And so, yeah, I should be able to go out and, and have that 
that nice, that lunch at work every day. I should be able to go out to lunch every day because I'm working hard and making more money. And even after that lunch, I'm still making way more money and contributing way more to the family than, than my spouse. So why not? Or conversely, you could be thinking, you could just be irritated that you're not making as much or not feel like you're contributing as much and then be lashing out um, as a result of that. Right. And it may look like it's a spending issue, but the true heart of it might be, again, back to this income disparity or power struggle, right? So power grab. So again, it's really digging to the bottom layer of like, what is really at the heart? Are you really mad that they spent that money or is it because of this power struggle? Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good observation. So the next one uh, would be around risk. And we've talked about this, I think, in the personality episode about your, you know, how risk risky you are. So are you a risk taker or a risk avoider? And I think this one can come out in a lot of different areas when it comes to money, right? It can come in to spending, how you're spending your money, how you're investing your money. Are you putting it in really risky investments or are you just throwing it under the bed or putting it in the freezer like my grandma did? Again, she doesn't have it in there anymore, but um, or income even. It's like, no, I want to just be safe and do this job that I'm going to get this steady paycheck versus being willing to risk it and do something else that I want to, right? And so I think that risk area, it isn't just in one area. Like it can affect multiple, all of the different areas of money and, and uh, finances in your life. Yeah, risk is a tough one um, because like you said, it's not necessarily obvious that like many, really all of these, it's, it isn't necessarily obvious that this is the reason, but it's certainly a, a contributing factor that you need to be considering if you're having a conflict around what, what's the real reason that we're, we're arguing about this. Is it because this is really a bad purchase or a bad investment, or is it because you have a, a risk profile that doesn't match up with it? Yeah. I think you, you hit the nail on the head with this one. Um, and uh, touchy point for me on this list is is debt. Oh, that's your favorite four-letter word. Yeah, my, my favorite one to abolish. And we, <laughs> we just had our, our episode on, on uh, we, we touched on, on, on debt here recently. Yeah, you're still having, still having night sweats and, off of that one, aren't oh you? Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. The, the, whole, <laughs> bar, the whole borrowing money conversation um, and in my thoughts on debt, I think are probably still... Uh, ringing in everybody's ears, and I probably still have a few people that are upset with me based on my kind of hardline approach that I was taking. So, but but I think each spouse may have a slightly different, as you saw in the last episode. Each spouse has a slightly different impression and take on debt, and what does that mean? What's appropriate? What's not? And it doesn't necessarily mean that one spouse is right and one spouse is wrong. But these are different opinions and different approaches to it. And those oftentimes will clash. And because debt is can be a very sensitive issue, it can cause some major conflicts. Yeah, and I think debt, um, remember, you can have debt from your past that you're bringing into your marriage that was before your spouse or current debt situation you're in, or it can lead to something in the future, right? So it's kind of like the Scrooge um, whatever, what's that Christmas movie? Um, anyway, like you can have the, 
the go the go debt ghost of Christmas um, Christmas Carol. Yeah, Christmas Carol. There you go. I should know that from Minnesota. <laughs> um, yeah, you can have the ghost debt from the past and the ghost debt from the future, present, and from the future. And so, um, I think a lot of couples, again, if you aren't on the same page, this can create some. Arguments. Well, and it's not just the debt. It's what is that debt tied to? And a lot of times that debt is tied to maybe a dream house. I, not that not that I can relate to that at all, but maybe that debt's tied <laughs> to a dream house. And so there's some emotional attachment there. Maybe it's tied to uh, something that person's always wanted or like a car they've always wanted or um, something along those lines. And so there, there, there's always that emotional component. And when you get emotional... There gets to be arguments. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's a good thing I'm here to let you know. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't know that. So the next one to cover is different money histories or like um, kind of family of origin stuff people talk about really. Like what, you know, what built up um, your background of money and how you handle money? A lot of this comes from like how did you grow up? You know, what were you taught or what did you catch? What did, you know, Dave Rams always talks about, you know, you, you catch, you caught versus taught, right? Um, and on how to handle money. And I think about this one, I was thinking about this, like, for example, um, my mom worked Thursday nights growing up. And so my dad would take me out to dinner every Thursday night. We would like, we literally, at one point we were going through the list of restaurants in our town and checking them off to hit every restaurant in town. Because you lived in a small enough town where that was a feasible option. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it was definitely doable. <laughs> However, like, I'd want to go back. I'd be like, oh, man, I'm really craving that, you know, sesame chicken at the Panda Garden. Can we maybe do a repeat tonight, Dad? But anyway, the point is, is, like, I grew up, like, going out to dinner frequently, right? And so that was just kind of how I was taught or caught, and that became part of my history, which was very different experience that you had right where I was lucky to go out to dinner once a month um that was a big deal and oftentimes it was every couple months I think and and then I'd run into people that went out oh gosh we, we, they go out every weekend they do like a Sunday lunch after church and I was blown away wow you can afford to go out for Sunday lunch every week how do you even do that that, that was not even on my radar. I, I remember the first time that I heard people did that. I, I, I don't know how old I was. I was fairly old, and it blew my mind. <laughs> and th that was before I married Heather. And you can just imagine <laughs> how much mind-blowing has happened since I've married Heather. I just it's, want to thank all those people that came before me that kind of opened David's eyes to how the real world works a little bit before <laughs> he met me. I just thank you all for you know, opening his eyes a little bit. A little bit. Well, eating out was such a big treat back then. And for Heather, it's just, yeah, we're eating out tonight. That's that's just what we're doing. We're just, we In need fact, to. In fact, we did eat out tonight. We need to we live. Some yummy we have to live, so we're going to eat out. It's no big deal. We're just <laughs> eating out. I, I couldn't relate to that at all. Uh, yeah. And, and I think I think this the the history that you have with your your parents with your family life this all contributes to your money values as well and this i think how we value money or or what we value what we value is where we put our money and where we put our money is what we value and i think 
if you if you value different things than your spouse, your your spending habits are going to be different. If you value different things, your saving habits are going to be different. It's I think it's all about. I think a lot of it does come down to values. What do you value? But uh, but you, those values are shaped by your history. They're shaped by your natural tendencies to to have spend certain spending habits or certain savings habits. But uh, but it's a major component. Yeah, I think this is another one that is kind of a, a couple layers underneath, right? Because it might come off like I might get mad at. You might let's let's just let's put it more realistic. You might get mad at me for spending money on like going out to dinner or buying theater tickets. And at the end of the day, is it because I spent the money or is it because those may be things you don't value, right? And so again, it's going that next layer down because I think sometimes you may not even realize what you value. I think you said it like where where you put your money is what you value, but you may not realize that. And then you also may not realize that not everybody has the same value as you. You might think, well, of course I'm willing to spend $400 on tickets to see Hamilton. Why wouldn't, of course, anybody would do that, right? And it's like, ah, there's probably a lot of people out there that probably wouldn't spend $50, you know, let alone $400. And so, again, it's really, you know, understanding what you value and what your spouse values. And that I think- it's, it's not necessarily spending, it's it's again a value issue. I, I think that's an excellent idea or an excellent uh, observation because I think back to the example of when we were in here in Singapore, our lock, our initial lockdown was called Circuit Breaker, um, and we've been through, and I say initial because we've been through a couple now, but in that time we're stuck in the apartment, we can't go anywhere, uh, and what do we do? We're we're sitting here watching movies, watching TV shows, and. I proposed maybe we should spend a fair amount of money, like nine hundred dollars, <laughs> on on a nice projector to watch all these movies and TV shows on our massive wall, our massive blank wall, because we don't have any artwork here. <laughs> and you got behind it, um, but but like that was something that it was easier for me to get behind than like a four hundred dollar or a couple a couple $400 theater tickets because I value, my value is things that, that I'm going to get a little bit more shelf life out of. Right. Than an experience that's going to last three hours. Right. Right. Now I value those experiences, but I, in my head, so I'm also thinking them as much. You may be willing to pay $50. Right. I, in my head, I'm thinking I can get a lot more experiences out of that projector than I can out of that one show that we'd go to. So it's not that I can't spend money. It's just that it's, you're right. In that case, the, the values are a little different. And you got on board. You you generally don't have trouble spending money. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I'm always like, David wants to, did David, just, did David just say that he wants to spend money? What? what? Am it, I awake? It, blind, it blindsides you a bit and then you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Oh, wait, what was it? A DeLorean crap. What, what did I say yes to? <laughs> Yeah, but overall throughout this, I think one of the, so we talked about, um, we, we, we talked about a theme of, of communication being part of this and how it, it, in each one of these, it's important to be communicating about what's, what's at the bottom of this, what's at the root of this to get past it. I also think an, another root of this really is, we talked about spending habits, but I think a, a root root part of this is how we spend money. Um, 
and on what we spend it because very seldom do do couples get in arguments about how big of big their bank account is now you could argue okay what are we saving for got it but that's very different than spending money on something that just one person is on board with yeah and i agree with that but again i think you need to go a couple layers deep like don't just assume you're fighting over spending like what is it is it a history thing is it a value thing is it you know, a lot of these, is it a power grab? Like what, what is the real issue that you're having with the spending? Sure. So I agree that spending usually is a big trigger, but I think you need to go a layer deeper. That's all. Let's go deeper. Get get, get right to the center of that heart. Get right to the heart of it. What's the center of a heart called? Is it the A ventricle? Probably some valve. I'm guessing in the (laughs) middle of the heart, there's some kind of valve. I, I am Good not thing a, we're not in, in, doctors. I'm yet. not a doctor. I'm not a surgeon. I don't understand these things. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so we've talked a lot about reasons that people fight. Um, but before we end, what would you recommend, David, so that if people are in a fight, what should they do about it? <laughs> well, I think <laughs> I might have... advice? I think I might have mentioned something about... How do you about, win a fight? Oh, how do you win? Yeah. Uh, well, you just approach <laughs> it like I do, very logically, <laughs> calmly, and with all the right answers. And then, of course, you're going to win. No, no. Logic very seldom wins a fight. Uh, no, but you, you need to communicate. It, you just need to be continually having conversations with your spouse. Be open about... Be honest with yourself about why why this is an issue, and talk to your spouse about that. Talk to your if you if you think you know what why this might be happening. Talk to this your spouse about why you think what you think you're bringing to it that might be causing trouble. Um, not don't don't jump in with what they're bringing. It, they they can figure that out. You might have it figured out, but it's not going to probably do much good to tell them why why they're causing trouble. <laughs> so, so try to be a little bit more inflective before you, uh, before you communicate with them uh, yeah. about this, these issues. And I think, you know, we say communicate a lot, but remember that communication has really two pieces. It's not just the talking piece, but it's also the listening piece. And so you really want to listen to your partner and understand, again, What's going on in that heart? Like, what is the real issue? And the only way you're going to get to that is by listening to your spouse. Yes, you're completely correct. Listen, I, I yeah, I, I don't know how many other ways to, to say that, um, but you're, you're right. I, I also want to call out that when we looked at this list um, and we mentioned a lot of these things are, are had that, that we're arguing about had to do with, with purchasing, um, the, the big one, the emotional one that I mentioned was around debt. And one way to avoid that is to just not have debt. <laughs> hey, that's a good not, idea. Not to keep beating that drum, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you, you don't, it's hard to argue about debt when you don't have any. No, that's a really good um, point. You can argue about, you can argue about so future s- debt, but, but I would say if you can get on the same page about we're not taking on debt, now you're not going to be arguing about it. So debt. then maybe you should just not have money because then you don't have to argue about it. Well, perfect. Who, who do you get to buy your food every day? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, it's a really good point. Yeah. And I think another area, and we've covered this on the episode, is if you are aligned, if you've shared goals and you guys are on the same team, you're working towards the same end goal, I think you're going to have less arguments because you're going to be aligned on where you're going, where you're steering that ship, right? Right. 
Right. So, so Heather, if let's say you're not married yet and you want to avoid all these issues, would you? Do you think a prenup would solve that? Do you think a prenup would solve all these these money issues for you? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I think it's a tool, um, and I think there are times when it works if you're worth hundreds of millions of dollars or you're going into a second marriage or and you've got kids. I, I think I think there are scenarios where that is good, but that does not mean you're not going to fight about money, I still think. I don't think that salt is the end-all be-all and you're never going to argue about fight or money. Yeah, I would agree because you're still, if you have a prenup, that, that somewhat is indicating to me you're probably keeping some money separated, that you probably have separate accounts, the whole, most likely, I don't know, maybe not, but um, you're still going to be talking about who's paying for what. You're still going to be talking, yeah. you're still, there's still going to be arguments about it. So I'm not sure how much this, that would help. Uh, but yeah, it's a good thing that neither of us had any money when we got married because that wasn't really necessary. Yeah, that was helpful. All right. So we want you to continue the conversation with your spouse. So as we talked about, all couples argue about money unless you're that rare unicorn. So be honest with each other. But try, try to talk about what is the primary repeatable fight that you and your spouse have over and over and over about money. But dig into it to really understand, peel back that onion, dig in that dirt, find the real layer to fill, figure out what is the real reason behind that fight. Um, is there a recurring theme in there? So, David. Heather. What is our biggest or most recurring money fight? Hmm, digging deep today. We're getting personal. Oh, okay. So you want to talk about why we fight. Um, So I think it probably comes from spending habits. You, You hinted at that a little bit earlier. It comes from spending habits. I think it's things where I think in my head something is luxury, maybe excessive luxury, and you think it's a normal everyday thing that we should be purchasing on a regular basis, or it's just no big deal that we would even have to hesitate on. And I, I think it gets down to values and what you value maybe for standard of living. And like, this is a baseline standard of living. And I think, wow, that's pretty excessive as a baseline. And I think those are the things that we butt up against on a regular basis in my mind. Uh, I, I don't know if you, are you looking for specific examples? No. I, I can give you okay. No, no, no let's not rehash any infamous <laughs> fights. So, I, don't, I think we're gonna. I think that's time, folks. I think that's all we've got for today. Hit the hit the credits, David. Where's the music? Okay, music okay. Well, well, people can reach out to me directly. I'd be happy to share one on one. No, so so Heather, where, where would you say we bump up against each other most? Yeah, well, it's interesting because it goes back to your comment on like spending, and I mean, I feel like all our fights come down to spending, right? But again, if you peel back the layer of onion, when I think about the list we've been through, we pretty much have thought about like everything on this. Oh, yeah. I, I would say, except for maybe the power grab income disparity. But like, yeah, to your point, we have very different backgrounds and histories. We have very different values. Um, you know, we have different risk, you know, risk um, levels. Like there's just a lot there. But I think at the end of the day, it comes down to you know, you have this security, you're really strong on security and fear, you have this fear 
um, which really gets you to just not want to spend and save. That risk level that we were talking about. Yeah, and then I have this struggle of I don't want to be controlled and be told, like, you can't do this and you shouldn't want to do this. Um, So I think that those are two of our issues that really struggle with the whole spending thing. But, yeah, it's definitely... And then, like, it leads to me, you know, maybe hiding, like I said, buying an ice cream treat and hiding it or whatever, which then leads to a bigger fight. So it's like... um, Never ends well. It's just, we've worked through our issues, but we still fight. But it does help when I have a little bit of a longer leash um, and realized, you know, that, yeah. (laughs) I have a leash on you? (laughs) I didn't know that. I'll I'll have to give that leash a tug every once in a while. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, well, I think that wraps up our conversation for today. Remember, you can always email us at marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at marriage.and.money. Thanks again for joining us this week. And remember that whether you're a spender or a saver, your best financial life lies somewhere in the middle.